Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Donald Trump was defeated last year, but Trumpism wasn't. And that battle is currently playing out inside the Republican Party. We'll discuss that. Plus, President Biden has a big choice to make. Does he break up his infrastructure plan in hopes of getting Republicans on board? And finally, some warning signs for Democrats in a Texas House special election over the weekend. When Donald Trump lost his re-election bid last year, the big question that hovered around American politics was when Donald Trump leaves the White House and leaves the power of the office of the presidency, will Trumpism go with him? And it's pretty clear, looking back over the last six months now, the answer is no, it doesn't leave with him. And as we've talked about on this podcast, it's a far smaller faction inside the Republican Party trying to take on and defeat the majority of the Republican Party, the very heart and soul of the base of the Republican Party, which is that movement inspired by Donald Trump. And right now, that movement is requiring a fealty to Donald Trump and a fealty to the lie he continues to tell to undermine American democracy. We're seeing it play out in all sorts of ways. So in Trump's written statement today, he said, quote, the fraudulent presidential election of 2020 will be from this day forth known as the big lie. It's not worth the paper it was written on, nor the space in anybody's inbox who received this statement from the former president. The 2020 election was not fraudulent. But again, Don't take my word for it. You can take Liz Cheney's word, the number three House Republican who is in a precarious position trying to fend off yet another movement brewing inside the Republican conference to depose her from that leadership position, tweeted, the 2020 presidential election was not stolen. Anyone who claims it was is spreading the big lie, turning their back on the rule of law and poisoning our democratic system. That last part is so critical. Donald Trump, in his continued lies, is still actually doing damage to our democracy, undermining the integrity of the vote, undermining free and fair elections, the very core of our democracy. And perhaps nowhere can you see the grip that Donald Trump has on the Republican Party in a more clear way than through the words of former Republican Governor Chris Christie of New Jersey. He had spent months being quite critical of former President Trump's protracted challenge of the election results and his role in the January 6th Capitol riot. Here he was on ABC in January. The president caused this protest to occur. He's the only one who can make it stop. And anything short of that is an abrogation of his responsibility. But this week, he had a different approach. He was asked to grade President Trump's presidency while appearing on Fox News. Now, remember, Chris Christie is trying to mount a political comeback. He wants to run for president in 2024 in the Trump-dominated Republican Party. So give a listen to his answer on Fox News just a few days ago. Overall, I give the president an A. The fact of the matter is that there were some things that happened specifically at the end of the presidency that I think had some things that clouded his accomplishments. It's that kind of hypocrisy that shows the Republican Party has a lot more work to do to sort out 
how this battle against Trumpism and for a free and functioning American democracy plays out. Now, here's what else matters today. President Biden is facing a very big choice. Even as he traveled to Virginia to sell his infrastructure plan today, his administration is weighing whether to break up the proposal into smaller bills in an attempt to win some Republican support for the traditional infrastructure aspects of the plan, the roads, bridges, tunnels, physical infrastructure. And several Republicans insist that they would actually be open to a narrower infrastructure plan. Now, we know Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican senator from West Virginia, has led the way for Republicans in the Senate in putting forth a roughly $600 billion proposal, far below what President Biden is proposing. But Mitch McConnell today said that's not a cap. If we're talking about actual physical infrastructure projects, that price tag he is willing, or at least indicated an openness, to negotiating upwards. But now it's all about the timing. Are Republicans going to drag out these negotiations so that there will be no time left before the midterms consume everything for Joe Biden to get his larger proposal through the Congress? Or are they actually willing to engage right now? Joe Biden's willing to give Republicans a few weeks here to show their cards on that front. But if they're not willing to fully engage and negotiate, he still would like to pursue a Democratic-only approach so that he can get the accomplishment any way possible. And finally today, all eyes were on a special election in Texas over the weekend. There was a House seat up for grabs there. And now two Republicans are advancing to the runoff race. The Democrats have been shut out of this contest. That Republican-held seat is going to remain Republican. Susan Wright was one of the Republican candidates to make it in the runoff. It's the seat of her late husband, and she had Donald Trump's endorsement in this race. And Jake Elzey, also a Trump supporter, touting his Trump fealty, made it into the runoff. But here's the deal. This is a district where Donald Trump's performance dramatically, dramatically decreased between 2016 and 2020. It's the suburban kind of district where Joe Biden posed a real threat to Donald Trump, and it helped win him in the presidency. Now, Trump still won this district in November, but he only won it by three percentage points. But the Democrats could not get their act together to actually get someone in the jungle primary to make it into the runoff. And that may be a warning sign that without Donald Trump as a motivating force on the top of the ticket, will Democrats still remain as enthused as they were in November 2020 to show up and vote in 2022 and 2024? That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.